Behind the Scenes. Conversations with European researchers and innovators. You need to work a lot, but you have to trust yourself and never let others tell you that you cannot do this or that. You are the one to know. In this podcast, we'll hear the inspiring stories and journeys of Europe's most brilliant scientists and innovators whose discoveries are having an impact on our daily lives. Here's how they got to where they are. These are our top stories. Our guest today is Martin Karoff. She is a scientist and innovator who leads two companies, Hephaestus Pharma, which is developing the weapons needed to defeat cancer, and LPS Biosciences, which objective is making bacterial endotoxins accessible to the pharmaceutical industry. In 2019, she won the EU Prize for Women Innovators. Martine, thank you so much for joining us today from France to discuss your work. We will talk mainly today about an important topic, the fight against cancer and the research and innovation contribution to it. Knowing that if nothing is done to stop it, the number of people newly diagnosed with cancer every year in Europe will increase from the current 2.7 million to over 4.3 million by 2035. You're going to tell us why you're working on this topic, what you're doing as a scientist, but also as an entrepreneur. But first, we want to understand how you came to what you're doing now. And we want, as we do with all our guests, to start with your childhood. At what point did you realize you were interested in science, in research? Was it during your childhood or what was the trigger? Well, I think I started to get interested in life sciences when I was in high school as a teenager when I started to learn biology. And did somebody inspire you? Not exactly during uh, the studies in high school, but at the end of high school, when uh, I had to choose my way to go to university, I was interested in medicine studies. But I decided to ask questions and advice uh, to uh, my best friend father, who was a surgeon. And this is him who recommended research we had never heard about this. And uh, in the end, we became researcher, his daughter and myself, just because he suggested this, the way he presented research and the collaboration he had as a doctor was really impressive. And we were attracted and this had the main possibility. So we started studies at the university in sciences. Indeed, you decided to study biochemistry and microbiology at university. You then became director of research at the CNRS, the Centre National de la Recherche Scientifique in Paris. In between, what happened? Yeah, this is a long story. In fact, while we were starting these studies, at the third year, we decided that we should try to get into a lab research to see how things were in reality. And in this time, there was no way to get a stay in the laboratory. So we asked different people and there was a researcher who was working on the molecules I am interested in, who welcomed us for the holidays and he explained everything about research. It was fascinating. So when we had to choose a lab, he welcomed us uh, for doing our PhD studies. And that was the beginning of our interest for research and our interest for the molecules we will be uh, talking uh, about. 
And how did you found your first company? After this first stay in the lab, where I prepared my uh, doctoral diploma, I also had to go to Canada for a postdoctoral stay. And I met there a man who really became my mentor. He was a great scientist and he became a great friend too. And I was really inspired by this man. And we collaborated during all his life. And I was frequently going to Canada for collaboration because collaboration is really essential in research. And to come to the point of uh, industry, in fact, I had no idea on how research could be in industry. But one day I had to collaborate with a researcher from L'Oreal and he came to the lab at the moment when I was uh, setting up a new method for extraction of lipopolysaccharides, which are these molecules we find in the bacterial membrane and which are known for activating the biological uh, system. And the usual method was using phenol, which was really toxic. So he was interested by my new method, which was very simple and with no toxic solvent. So he told me immediately that I should patent this method. I was not used to this because uh, in academic research, we are used to publish our work. But I asked CNRS and the university, and they became interested. So they took the patent, and I was still working as an academic, but at a certain time, they told me that this patent should be developed and used. And the only way we could see, as I was a specialist on this topic, was to create a company. And I did because I had many young people, researchers, that I was teaching, and I had no way to give them jobs at CNRS or the university. It never worked. So I thought maybe if I create a company, I will be able to teach them and keep my specialty for after my academic career. And this is what I did. So this choice proved to be a successful one, I guess. Yes, it was the creation of the first company, LPS Biosciences, which was officially created 10 years ago. But in fact, I had to work six years in advance to get prices, uh, funding, enough money to pay salaries for the people working in the company. But I was doing this in parallel to my academic career. So CNRS had given me one day during the week in which I could devote all my work to the company. Regarding the obstacles you might have crossed, do you still have some today? And if yes, how do you overcome them? What are you doing differently now when there is a challenging situation? Well, at that time, I was the only one responsible. I was working with really young people looking for jobs. So I had to learn a lot. And the first money I received from the university and great help from the university, I used this money to go to HEC, which is a business school, an important one in France, which was giving courses during one year for people to start a business. But the difficulty was mostly because I was a woman. Most of the time, there were barriers. People were not trusting me. And it was like this during all my career. Doing this, I was able to overcome these problems. But it was really a long way. 
As you mentioned, you studied entrepreneurship at EC, the École des Hautes Études Commerciales. How do we go from science to entrepreneurship? And how much did your business studies impact your path? It helped a lot at the beginning because I was alone, not completely alone, because we had uh, clusters and people around from the university to help us to find a network, to give advice. But it was a complete change. And I really appreciated this year I spent on partial time for this uh, formation, but I didn't become immediately an entrepreneur with all the know-how. So I really needed uh, help. And after a certain time, when the company was created, people consider that you are a scientist, so you are more in the sky, not really a business director. And we really had to have a CEO coming to help us. And this man left after a few months because he had to follow his wife and we remained alone. And I could do this for a certain time, but it was difficult when we had to present the company to others. So I had to ask my son, who was working in the car industry, which had nothing to do with this, but he was a manager. And eventually he came on his free time to help us and people could see that there were people in the business. It was important to show. After a certain time, my son became really interested. And finally, after a few years, he joined the company. So this was the first company, LPS Biosciences. How did all of this process lead you to the other company, Hephaestus Pharma? What kind of support did this enterprise get? At the beginning, we had not much help. The thing was that the first company was more working on vaccines for infectious disease, and it was a service company. So it was getting enough money to make its own research. But at the time, in fact, we created this new company because we were looking for application in the cancer domain for our molecules because we knew they had good property in cancer. And this is the time when we met an oncologist from the Lyon University. And by chance, he was looking for the type of molecules for which we were specialists. So we decided to start a collaboration in which we would produce the molecules, treat them to become the best molecule for the use for cancer, especially make them soluble, which was really tricky, but we did it. And it is one of the only products of the kind that I know which now can be injected intravenously. And it is important because in this way, we can reach metastasis. The other compounds have to be injected directly in the tumor. So this collaboration was really a great thing. And we started uh, this new adventure because our molecules could be tested in the animal by the oncology specialist. And these people have connection with the hospital, with other researchers working to find new treatments. And if we succeed getting enough money to prepare our molecules on the industrial level, these molecules will be tested on the patients of these researchers and professors in the Lyon Hospital and University. So many things happen by chance, as you can see, because in all the steps in my life, something happened when I met somebody which opened new opportunities. 
And this is great to hear that by talking to people and meeting people, you can find new opportunities. That's very inspiring. And also all the effort you're doing in this field to fight cancer. Now, you have several drugs in the pipeline and a promising one is tackling cancer is Oncoboost. What does it mean? And briefly and simply, how does it work? I've always been working in two directions. Before meeting oncologists, we were working at preparing an adjuvant for a vaccine in the domain of infectious disease. But we knew that the molecules we are working with have important impact on cancer. So this is why we started this big adventure with uh, people in Lyon. And we called our product OncoBoost because it works in oncology, cancer. Onco means mass and represent the cancer mass of cells aggregated, which are not growing normally. And Boost is for our product, which is an immunostimulant. This is a product which is uh, stimulating the immune system. Like in bacteria, this product is situated at the membrane. And when uh, people are infected with bacteria, these molecules are the first one that the body encounter. So the antibodies are directed directly to these molecules to recognize them and kill the bacteria. But what is really amazing with this molecule is that they have deleterious effects, but they have also very beneficial ones at a certain dose. And if you modify them chemically, then you can use them as an immunostimulant, which means that the body is reacting like if it was receiving a signal that it needs to fight, like if it was fighting these bacteria. But we have removed the molecules, the elements, which are directing, for example, to fever and other bad reactions. So we only kept the good part of it. And this is what is really amazing. And it works in an amazing way on animal models. the scenes. I think it's absolutely fascinating what you're describing. Let's talk about the European context. The EU is working on five missions to bring solutions by 2030 to some of our greatest challenges. The cancer mission is one of the five, alongside adaptation to climate change, climate neutral and smart cities, ocean and waters restoration, and a soil deal for Europe. Now, the cancer mission aims at improving the lives of more than 3 million people by 2030, through better prevention, cure, and quality of life. How important is it to have this initiative launched at European level? Can this help to coordinate more actors on this challenge? Well, it's such a terrible uh, threat, this cancer. As you mentioned at the beginning, the numbers are frightening. We are about uh, 3 million people with cancer. Half of them are dying every year, and it will grow and grow. And we have to find solutions. And it is very important that Europe is trying to gather people on this topic. But the other topics, uh, the five, the four other ones, are also very important because they are acting on the way of life of people just looking at pollution. It's very important and there is an impact on the cancer. There is an impact when it comes to nutrition and pollution of soil, pollution of the waters because we are eating fish and all this is connected and we really need the best forces to go further. And in research, 
as you can see from our just a little example and experience, collaboration is essential. And Europe can gather all the countries, all the data from the different countries and organize meetings between the different countries, connect this data, make them available for the different countries. There is something which exists, but I am sure Europe can be better than just the simple scientific publication we are giving every time we are discovering something new because we don't give all the data in this And it is very important to share all this. Europe is also acting by uh, giving funds for cancer research. We are ourselves applying to such grants because it is very important to convince investors when we are a young startup and we have to prove that what we are doing is going to make a lot of money and is going to work and We did everything for this on the animal model, and it is amazing because, for example, osteosarcoma, which had no solution for the 30 uh, past years, on the animal model doing experiments, we can cure this. And this will be an amazing improvement of the cure for cancer. So yes, Europe can do a lot. It does. And there is also one thing we learned from the COVID, and I think it will help people when we will have to treat, because we have the impression that cancer is put a bit on side because everybody is concentrating on the COVID, which is normal because uh, we have uh, to react. But the way people were organized, the way they were communicating between them, the fact there were exchanges between hospitals in different countries, all this will remain And I am sure that the progress will come very easily, more easily than without the COVID situation. You highlighted many different aspects, including the interconnectedness of all these challenges, the importance of cooperation. And also you highlighted some of the recommendations of the EU Cancer Mission Board, including the need for better data, the screening approaches and infrastructures. But let me ask you, if you had to assess the current state of research cooperation on cancer in Europe, What could be improved? Yes, uh, platforms could be shared, but there is already something, but maybe more could be done because the experiment, the cost of the experiment to prepare a compound to be, and it's normal because we need the safety, security, all this has to be done. It's too much expensive for a small company. So maybe the governments and Europe, I don't know, could have specific centers that would be helping for the test of these molecules at a reasonable price. That could be interesting. I know that Europe is doing a lot and this is essential. Now, you won the 2019 EU Prize for Women Innovators for your hard work in biotech. Tell us about that experience and what such recognition means to you, your company, and perhaps young women scientists all over Europe. Sure. I was really amazed when I received the prize. First, I didn't apply by myself. I didn't even know that my file was sufficient to apply to such an amazing uh, prize. And this is a lady from the Chamber of Commerce and Industry who came and told me, no, no, you have everything, you should. And she helped me to prepare the file and she pushed me a little bit because I was not convinced. And then it happened. And this is an amazing recognition and for the company, 
it was a recognition for sure. This is uh, highlighting what we are doing. And for the young women around me, they are impressed. They realize that they could do something they didn't think about before. And there are other examples that uh, we can find on the European site, which shows examples of the lives and the innovation of uh, women in uh, different domains. And this is very instructive. And I think it helps a lot to motivate these young researchers. I am not sure that I stressed enough the importance of the teams, the people I am working with, our CEO, my son, but all the other young people and uh, nothing could be done without uh, their energy and input. So uh, I don't want to be considered just as I am the woman innovator. This is a prize which can be shared. And this is what I did for the money, of course. But I hope it helps also uh, the company. And do you have any advice for young women that want to embark on a scientific career? What would you suggest, especially for women at the beginning of this path? Well, I would say that it's going to be a long way. You need to work a lot, but you have to trust yourself and never let others tell you that you cannot do this or that. You are the one to know. And if at one time you are failing, this is not a problem. Failing has to be considered just as a step, more experience, and you will understand this when you come to it. So follow your dreams. And what advice would you give to people that have ideas but are too scared to follow them? The same. They should really try and try and try again. If you are convinced, you can convince others. I am not special. I made my way like this. I was sure that these molecules were important. I was sure that they should be used in uh, medical uh, treatments. But as an academic, I had absolutely no possibility to make this happen. So the creation of the companies was the way to do it. So there is always one thing to do. And also these people can get advices. There are lots of organizations that did not exist in these days, and you can knock at the door and ask for advices. People always have a network, and if they can't help you directly, they can find somebody. Don't be shy, really. If you think that you have a brilliant idea, make it come true. Can you offer our listeners a short take-home message, perhaps an enlightenment, a hope, or about the research on cancer? Oh, yes, there is an amazing progress that has been done in in the recent years. And lots of uh, researchers are bringing new molecules to be tested. And there is a lot of hope. Just look at us. We are a very small company, but we have the solution for osteosarcoma in the animal model. And we are curing this cancer while our oncologist colleagues never saw such a result in their animal models. So we are not alone. There are plenty of people doing the same job as we are doing, and there is an extreme energy which is devoted to cancer research because this is such an important uh, medical problem. We all know people with cancer in our friends or family, and people are really motivated, and people with cancer have to know that we are doing this with lots of energy because we want to help. Thank you very much, Martine. Of course, more information on your project can be found online. Check the details of this episode for all the links and more information. 
This podcast series is brought to you by the European Commission and you can find it on all listening platforms. If you enjoyed this conversation, rate this podcast on all listening platforms and share it with your friends on social media. 